0: Today's issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano.
1: And welcome back, folks. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wilman today. I am joined in studio by Fred Jackson and now Steve Jordahl joins us. Good morning, Steve. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, good morning and uh, good, good afternoon, afternoon for those on the And in case in you don't Eastern... see it, good night. <laughs> yeah, in case you <laughs> do From the Truman Show. Yeah. <coughs> good one. All right. Um, get, us, get us started. We have a little bit more to talk about in terms of yeah, Afghanistan. Th- there's and news all over the world. We'll move on. Yeah.
2: But, um, but I did, there are a couple of things to clean up with Afghanistan. Let's do this first. Um, I, I'm looking at a tweet from Donald Trump Jr., and uh, it's, uh, it's above a tweet from the U.S. Embassy in Kabul. This is Afghanistan. And this was from uh, April of 2021. August, I'm sorry, August of 20... No, it was from April of 2021. And it said, this is the embassy in Kabul, Afghanistan, tweeted this out. This month of uh, uh, June is recognizing... Is recognized as LGBTI Pride Month. The United States respects the dignity and equality of all those people, celebrates their equality, and it shows a gay pride flag flying over the embassy in Kabul, to which Donald Trump Jr. says, seems like maybe they should have focused on other things. But who knows? I'm sure the media will tell us they're doing
1: great. Fred, I I hadn't seen this until Steve came in, in during the break and was just showing me that. And I said, make sure we we mentioned that to our folks. You talk about not living in the real world, flying a gay pride flag. This is the rainbow flag over the U S embassy in uh, uh, Kabul. Um, flying that and saying, can we support homosexuality and homosexuality? What do you think homosexuals in Afghanistan are thinking now, if they came out a little bit more out of the closet, just ahead of the Taliban coming in?
0: Couple of things. Cultural sensitivity, you know, that's, we teach our diplomats that. Yes. Uh, when you're going to serve somewhere, not a good idea. Right. Put the rainbow flag. I, I mean, just cultural sensitivity, diplomatic.
2: It's not a good po- idea any, any anytime, anywhere, but. No, it, it's, <laughs> right. It's, right. Not, it's not good.
0: But to your point, Ed, for anybody who has chosen that lifestyle, if they felt comfortable after seeing that flag raised over the U.S. Embassy, Uh, They're running and hiding now because we know how the Taliban will treat them. They're dead. Yes. They'll kill them. Yes. So,
1: uh, all right. And and folks, do, do not misunderstand me. We do not rejoice in that at all. We want these people to, like we say about everyone, okay, that doesn't know Christ to repent and put their faith and trust in Christ and to live their lives in accordance with God's word. We do not want homosexuals killed, but they will be. Yes. In, in in many, 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 most if not all uh, Islamic countries, that's what happens to them. And uh, it goes beyond really insensitivity to to fly that flag over the U.S. embassy in Afghanistan, in Kabul. That is is more than just insensitive. That is arrogant. And self-serving, and uh, and and any other words I can think of. So, all right, I just Um, wanted to make sure people understood.
2: Let's talk about the ineptness of not only Joe Biden in the White House, but his staff, his photographers, his the media people. There is a picture that was released of Joe Biden standing in front of it's a Zoom meeting with various people. His vice president is center screen. He's got uh, people at the State Department and uh, at uh, the different Agencies At the bottom of the screen, he's got two screens. One says CIA and one says Doha Station. This is clearly in the picture with faces available and very visible in these pictures. CIA, of course, is CIA. Doha Station is our CIA station in Qatar. And he's outing, he could be very well outing CIA, clandestine CIA people, the White House Looks like they accidentally revealed the identities of CIA agents.
1: Well, because they wanted to show Biden as President Biden as engaged yeah, and getting a briefing. See, he's on top of things, folks. And then unwittingly, because, listen, uh, I, I don't again, I don't know who's running the place, but no photo should be released to the media and, and unless it goes through the proper channels. For that very reason, you don't want somebody who's in charge of media relations releasing something when it reveals classified information. It should have gone through channels and someone would have said, no, you can't do that. You could possibly reveal who our undercover agents are for the CIA. Well, somebody didn't do their job and somebody wasn't allowed to do their job because this was apparently released just to show that President Biden is on the job also do want to make mention and then fred you jump in here uh that there there is a uh, what's called a heart being called a heartbreaking photo uh of the u.s embassy flag not the gay pride flag no, the, the u.s flag. the american flag being flown out of afghanistan uh amid amidst the chaos there and it just shows a uh, uh a, a military man clutching the flag and it's folded and they're getting it out of there. So let me just say uh, uh, kudos to the men and women of our military because they do their job no matter what, no matter what's going down, no matter what politicians decide, this has always been our problem. Uh, and it is the problem when you have a civilian run, as it's not a problem. It is always the case when you have a country run by civilians, including the military, they answer to politicians. We want it that way. Because uh, you don't want the military running the country. You're not free. Uh, So anyway, that was uh, what's being called a a, a heartbreaking picture of what's happening.
0: Yeah, well, the the problem really is that Joe Biden left the White House on Thursday or Friday last week. Uh, Take a little break. Even though all of this was unfolding in Afghanistan, So I think in desperation the White House said we got to get a picture of him somewhat engaged in something. We think he's at Camp David. Uh, That's that's that was one uh, explanation that was given. So he's in this big room, big table with what about fifteen chairs around it, and Joe Biden sitting there all by himself. Right, a zooming meeting with these various individuals. Uh, But as we were saying, somehow the pictures of these agents in Doha down there in the corner and people have been taking a look at this picture and now seeing this, uh, it's just another disaster.
1: Well, Uh, why was the president by himself? Uh, That's something else I don't understand. social
2: distancing.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh,
1: was it? uh, I don't. I I would think he would have other staff members who need to hear the briefing that the president's hearing, so that they can respond and interpret the information. You know, some people don't know this, but the president is not an expert in all fields. You want to have members of your intelligence community, and in your administration, advising you, so they need to. I'm not criticizing for that. They may have very well have been on
2: a Zoom call. And- well, it, it was a Zoom call, and to, to Fred's point, I think it was. It was taken on the fifteenth, which was yesterday, and I think he has been at Camp David. So this is a picture from Camp David. I I would almost guarantee. Okay, and he uh, still he should be happy. by himself. I, well, I know not by yeah. himself, but but he's a lone leader. This yeah. is the image they want. You know, he's a yes. man in control. He doesn't need doesn't need right. people telling him. You know, I don't think to go anybody, to
1: bed. I don't think anybody's buying what they're selling. Yeah, I don't no. so.
2: All right, what else we got? Let's move on from Afghanistan. Boy, if, if the hits just keep on coming to Haiti, Haiti now in the eye of a tropical storm. It, it's not a hurricane. It doesn't look, I mean, right now it's 35-mile-an-hour winds. But on top of a devastating seven. Is this Fred, 2. by the way? No, no, no. This is grace. Tropical discretion, okay. grace. Fred, you're off the hook. Yes. I'm <laughs> yes. just bothering Florida, <laughs> right, Florida. right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's hitting Florida today, right? <laughs> it's approaching the southern coast of Hispaniola, the... Dominican, Republican and Haiti, um, D- D- Dominican Republic and Haiti, Dominican Republic and Haiti Island. And uh, it got 35 mile an hour winds and, and some storm gusts. But on top of this earthquake, which has killed, I've seen numbers over 1,300, but at least 1,300 people yes. have died and another 5,700 injured, homes scattered, wreckage everywhere. And now they've got a tropical storm coming in.
0: They had their leader assassinated just yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah. So there's right. been chaos. Now this hurricane or the earthquake hit during the weekend. Now you've got this tropical storm. Haiti is a miserable place. Yes, it, it really is. Uh, it's why you know the United States, various churches, they've sent missionaries down there many times, and um, I'm not God. Right. And, and God hasn't revealed why he is doing this uh, in this particular area right now. I know that it's an opportunity, and there are Christian organizations like Samaritan's Purse that announced on the weekend that they are sending teams in there right now to try to help out. In in the scheme of things, the way God looks at it, it's an opportunity to get these Christian organizations in there uh, to witness to these dear souls because they are in a desperate, desperate situation right now.
2: Well how long ago was the other earthquake uh it' was like ten years ago or so the oh yeah the, the
1: well, I, I, at least yeah maybe more than that um but a, a, anyway it it is uh like we talked about in our story meeting it's a very poor country anyway they yes. are not gonna have the equipment to clean up after this I, I don't know how much they've got but they're not going to be able to handle what's what's happened and we mentioned also in terms of finding people you know we had the collapsed condominium in miami where we had you know trained equipped people to go in first responders to try to find people even then it was very dangerous very difficult so that death toll is probably sadly going to rise uh higher but it is it is just a country that gets crushed and its location is right always in the in the uh the, the the channel if you will it's that, the same fault line well i'm
2: just saying that these hurricanes come through yeah. all the time yeah. you know so so it's the same fault same fault line as the earthquake in 2010 is when that all first right. earthquake 11 was. years ago you were that, right that was a this was a more powerful earthquake 7.1 or 7.2 as opposed to 7.0 both of them massively powerful yeah. and living in california i can tell you i've been through fives and some sixes and it scares me to death and seven is uh a, a Hundred times more, yes. ten times more, a hundred times more than it's it's massive. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, three hundred thousand people were killed in twenty ten. So wow. it, this was uh, a lot uh, further from land, or at least in a more stable position. So thank God, yeah, it wasn't a disaster like that because it certainly should, could have been three hundred. I logarithmically is the, the word I was that, trying to think of. I, yeah. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> our southern border. Continues to. I know you guys were talking about uh, the uh, discomfort down there, and the Biden administration saying we might lose that. Well, I want Tucker Carlson came up with some interesting stuff uh, over the weekend. It seems he came across some uh, data from ICE. He got a, uh, a leaked memo, or maybe it was a FOIA request. I'm not sure, but uh, he decided to uh, he he's publishing this. So. What he found was an internal document where it looks like Abolish ICE is running ICE. That's a group. Abolish ICE. The group group Abolish ICE, which wants to do away with all borders,
3: is running ICE. Listen to Cut 8. This show has just obtained internal ICE emails. On June 7th, an activist contacted ICE asking for an urgent favor. The activist is a woman called Tanya Matos. She's a member of Abolish ICE, the movement that wants to end any border control whatsoever. Now Matos demanded that ICE order a stay of removal that would block the deportation of a convicted felon called Marvin Gerizano Pena that was set to take place within 24 hours. Pena's criminal record included robbery and simple assault and drug charges. A federal immigration judge ordered Peña removed from the country back in July of last year, but Matos didn't care and wanted ICE to overlook that ruling. So she emailed an ICE attorney asking for, quote, assistance on the case of Marvin Jairzinho-Peña. Just 20 minutes after she sent that email, the ICE lawyer forwarded it to Tim Perry, that's ICE's chief of staff, and said it's, quote, a time-sensitive matter. Because when abolish ICE, activists demand action. ICE acts. So Perry deemed that request so important that he requested his staff produce a report on Piña, then discussed the activist's request on a call with ICE director Tay Johnson. He forwarded the criminal report to Johnson and said this, quote, I mentioned this on our call earlier, sharing. Johnson responded, quote, gents, can we grant a 14-day stay of removal on this? End quote. An official responded, will do.
2: All the way to the very top.
1: What what does Matos... What is her angle? Why does she want this Peña guy not uh, repatriated?
2: Well, I who knows the, the logic of the left, but it's a felon that they want to keep in the country for some reason. Maybe so this he's got is, family in the country. This Maybe is one of got- the few that we
1: were going to actually send out, yeah. and they want to keep him in. The guy's a felon. Uh, I don't know, Fred. I, I, have a, I have a hard time getting into the heads of these far lefties and – the one time I did, it was terrifying. <laughs> the, the spider webs, there were all That's kinds right. of things in there.
0: No, and I—I I tell you what. The other thing is, is that the the squad members, AOC and Tashiba Talib, uh, uh, and Rashida Talib, and uh, and others, Omar, they are actually more powerful than what most of us even think. Uh, Joe Biden's Green Plan. Uh, is basically written by AOC. And I'm I'm, I'm reading, I'm getting this, I'm reading Mark Levin's book right now, American Marxism. Yeah. It's pretty scary, folks. Pretty scary because, and it all wraps together, this uh, critical race theory is also being applied, they believe, to the Green Plan because they believe some disadvantaged groups are affected more by what they call global warming than others. This all wraps together. It wraps together into our uh, Joe Biden's border plan right now, that somehow our border plan is also being written by the philosophy of critical race theory, oppressors and oppressed, and we must help the oppressed. So everybody coming across our border are members of the oppressed. So this, this is where the thinking is, and basically it comes down to a very globalist mentality that there really aren't any bad people out there unless you're a Trump supporter. Those are the only bad people in these people's minds right? because, and we're bad because we oppose their far left agenda. Yeah. But every, this, what they want to do is take away their, they're against borders altogether, which explains why they don't believe people are evil. Uh, they believe people as what was it under Barack Obama's state department? Uh, when, uh, one of the State Department spokesmen was asked about what is the real problem with terrorism.
1: Oh, yeah. They, they just
0: need jobs. They just yeah. need, that was after Schools. the London
1: the London bombing.
0: Yeah. They, Schools, jobs. They, yeah. they just need jobs. This this is so foreign to common sense. But to these people, they actually believe they have been indoctrinated into this stuff. That the real problem in our world is poverty. And that in order to solve the problem of poverty, we have to redistribute wealth. Yeah. That's what it is. They don't believe people are really evil. They're just desperate because they can't get a job. So let's just, we'll just disperse all of this wealth that America has. Listen, folks, there's a reason why they want to come to America. It's because capitalism gives you an opportunity. Right. And they are out to destroy capitalism. This story that Steve just gave us is a tiny little manifestation of a much broader thinking that's in this administration right now. Bernie Sanders and the squad—they uh, have more power than what a lot of people think. And
1: meanwhile, they have no problem with getting wealthy on their own. You
4: <laughs> that's, know, it was that's
1: an AOC the hypocrisy. Getting a really expensive apartment. And I'm listen. I'm not a, opposed to. I'm not opposed to Bernie Sanders having three homes. <laughs> Just don't complain about when other people do it, and don't say capitalism and the ownership of private property is a problem.
0: <laughs> Black Lives Matter founder. Right. What six million dollars worth of properties? Yes. Well, she's, and now she's out. She's out now. Yeah, I made my millions. <laughs> Isn't America well, great? Well, if you're gonna Dude. fall
1: for it, you, you you deserve what you get. Yeah, you're gonna fall for the rhetoric.
2: All right, all right. Uh, COVID. So, have you had the COVID test where they stick that uh, swab up your nose all like all the yeah, way to your brain I, before they said I had COVID? <laughs> Good grief. Those, was, those things very are very unpleasant. Oh, my goodness. It's not just like a little, if you haven't had it, it's not like a Q-tip swab. They right go into your, your sinus. They go all the way up. Yeah. Well, it seems like I, I found, we have found a, a video that was made a, a couple of weeks ago, but it just went viral this weekend. I just found it. It is from a nurse. Her name is Cassandra S. Dunn. Not only is she a nurse, but she is a certified medical exa- or medical detective, examiner, not the medical dead kind. detective. No, she's wow. a, she's a certi- saw
1: her on NCIS,
2: didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, certified Federal Medical Investigator. There we go. Okay. And uh, she took a look at some of these swabs. Listen to what she found on these swabs. Cut nine.
4: So the swabs that are used for testing, I have two of them here made by different manufacturers. The first one is made by Ninbo HLS Medical Pro- Products. And it's made in China. On it it says sterile slash EO. Here's the other one. This one is made by Miraclean Technology. And this is also made in China. It also says sterile slash EO. EO stands for ethylene oxide. Per the United States Environmental Protection Agency. The EPA classified ethylene oxide as a human carcinogen in December 2016. Evidence in humans indicates that exposure to ethylene oxide by inhalation increases the risk of lymphoma cancers, myelomas and leukemias, and for females, breast cancer. Ethylene oxide is mutagenic, which means it can change the DNA in your cells. Children may be more susceptible to the harmful effects of mutagenic substances. Uh, some state workers uh, where I live are having to have this test done daily before they enter their work site.
1: Uh, because when you brought this story up, uh, I said, well, I'd ha- I What's had one the time swab, I yeah. you know, so you tell me there's a danger with one time getting swabbed. But yeah. she brings up the point that a lot of people – Probably outside the medical community too, but certainly within the medical community, that they get tested with a swab every single day. Yeah, and this uh, this chemical, what was the name of it again? It it's, was. It's called ethyl
2: ethylene oxide. Ethylene oxide. I cut out for time a ton of other Ill- illnesses and cancers and different things that could happen with this thing too.
1: Fred, I, I obviously we're not medical people here, uh, and I am. Not scientifically adept, let's just put it that way. My preferences are on the historical, political science side of things, words, not uh, formulas or chemicals or any of that kind of thing. But I'll tell you, this, uh, you know, with COVID and all the things connected to it, I don't know where this will put the medical and scientific community on. When we get to the other side of this, Mm I'm assuming at you some think point there's another side, right? <laughs> there will be, hopefully, please, Lord. Uh, I, I'm I'm just not sure if, whether or not the medical and scientific community might not be left in shambles after this in terms of the confidence of the people for them to understand and grapple with what's happening. And the fact of the matter is that uh, the, the uh, medical and scientific community, as I've said, should have – demonstrated a little bit more humility in this because we all know it was a novel virus and is in many ways still a novel virus. They should have just told us right at the beginning, we're we're not sure. We're doing some guesswork. We're going to learn from this. Please be patient. But that's not what we got. I'm not sure what's going to happen when this is all done.
0: Well, I thought we would make it through one show without mentioning Dr. Fauci, <laughs> but here nobody it is. had until you did. <laughs> <laughs> but you were thinking. Well, <laughs> but I, I think what has happened is um, we got a few seconds here. I'll mention it. Uh, our church yesterday, our pastor got up and said, "You know, there's another wave of this coming yeah. through. Very but, bad in Mississippi." But we don't want to go through what we did last year. I think there were 18 Sundays where there were no services. I think what has happened, we've had time to learn a lot about medical, so-called medical experts, their assessments and that sort of thing. There's a lot we still don't know. But I think what a lot of Americans are coming to the conclusion, we don't want to go back to where we were a year and a half ago with this. There's got to be another way. That's why there is skepticism out there. And uh, there's a lot of mistrust for the medical community, which, unfortunately, it deserves.
1: Yeah, we just don't believe them anymore. Nope.
0: Nope. And
1: uh, anyway, folks, that literally is all the time we have to discuss <laughs> things. Uh, more great programming directly ahead on American Family Radio. Lord Winning, Willing, we'll see you tomorrow.